welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're talking about a subject that's important to all of us in our businesses, and that's marketing, and specifically kind of, kind of the magnetism of marketing. When you do it right, how do you draw people to you, and how do you keep them stuck to you, at least the ones you want to keep stuck to you, along the way? And my guest today is actually a partner of somebody that you guys heard from last Friday, so listen in because we're going to get two sides of a marketing journey story and uh, wait until you hear her last name too because it's just going to be that one where you say that's a good marketing name here we go april martini spent the first 15 years of her career exploring all of the ins and outs of agency life now she's a firm believer that learning never stops and that it experiences what equips us to lean into this part face life's many challenges because that experience really gives us different perspectives on how to handle it. Now, April built her broad and varied career accordingly to try and make sure that she was not only looking for those different experiences, but really leaning into them herself. Now, she has a design and MBA foundation, followed by many years of agencies focused on everything from soup to nuts, branding to production. And she spent her days doing much more than work. In fact, she knows how important it is to understand and deal with things like tension, uh, people management, personalities, how to choose the right work for the right clients. And those things are what really matter in business. You can have the greatest marketing message, but you have to know how to navigate through all those other minefields. Now, she brings her expertise to help others to do it even better, especially when it comes to building new capabilities and the teams to support them. And she believes that intentional and quality networking is fundamental to success in business because hey, building and maintaining strong relationships is what definitely opens doors and moves businesses forward. So I'm looking forward to her unique perspective today. April, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being part of the show. And I know Anne enjoyed it last week, so I'm looking forward to the discussion. Yay, we had a great talk. Yeah, afterwards, I just was smiling because we had really good dynamic conversations, but it was really fun because she kept referring to the fact that that she didn't come from an agency background and that you, her yep. partner did. And I think that that's a really great uh, mix up when you have a marketing perspective where you're looking from design, agency, you know, branding, digital marketing. There's so many pieces that go into it. And when you have that kind of depth of, of experience from a couple of people, it can make a difference. So we hit the highlights of your bio, though. So tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and your perspective on your business and how you believe you help your clients to shock their potential. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, you know, Anne comes from the other side of the proverbial marketing tracks, right? And so we've built this agency very specific to that because we want people to be able to real-time see 
how these two sides should work together because a lot of times that isn't what happens. And so mm-hmm. um, throughout my career, and, and you know, you you kind of talked about my bio, but the whole side about building relationships and networking and making sure that you're intentional about that. I mean, we are from Cincinnati, Ohio, which is a small, you know, Midwest town you know, not necessarily population wise, but everybody knows everybody. Right. And so I learned early on never to burn a bridge. (laughs) And I saw so many dysfunctional relationships, quite frankly, from client to agency and vice versa. And I think at one point in my career, you know, I had all this great experience and I'd been asked a few times to go out on my own. And I, you know, like you said, I really was very intentional about making sure that I had the right skill set. And so prior to meeting Anne, I actually did start an agency on my own and ran that for about three years. There was some overlap there with Anne as we got our stuff up and running. But my intention with that was really to take some of what I will call the fat that exists in agency, some of that mm-hmm. contention that happens, the fact that you know you have all these employees and so you got to pay them right so you're you're causing these or you're charging these prices very to your clients and and really passing along those costs and so i just saw a much better way of doing it and i felt like you know if we could take some of that fat quote unquote away if we could take some of the tension out of the relationships if we could really focus on what was meaningful to the client's business and give them the best of the best when it came to talent. That's really where my initial model was born. So I took all of those learnings over that 15 years and pulled together a network of folks. And I really became the client and relationship slash strategic lead in those businesses. And so while there's lots of freelancers and there's tons of them here locally and there's you know awesome ones nationally, a lot of that was built around the creative community and more of that design execution and all of that. And so I had a lot of those people that I could tap into because of all the networking that I had done for all those years. But it was really about giving clients what they needed wherever they were in their journey, not gouging them for fees and making sure to bring the best of the best from the talent, not necessarily whoever was just up from the agency standpoint. And so that was really, really important to me, as well as building relationships, a lot of which we continue today at fourth rate people, because it's about really making sure that we take care of our clients and then that respectful relationship builds and it's not contentious anymore, which was so much of what I experienced on the agency side. You know, one word that you have used multiple times is intention. And I think it's really um, a powerful word for all of us to just kind of take a moment and think about because Oftentimes, especially as an entrepreneur, uh, you are so busy working in your business and on your business um, that you don't often, I, I don't want to say you can't, but often you those other things get pull your attention away from really stepping back to say, is this the direction I want to go? If so, how do I do it better? If not, how do I change? What is my intent? Because all those things do come down to the message, the, the tone of the message, the quality of the message, the way the message goes out, the frequency of the message. But we sometimes get really pulled into the busyness instead of taking that time for almost as you kept writing it or kept saying it, I kept writing it and almost made me feel like taking a deep breath, like, mm-hmm. okay, what's the intention? Yeah. And I mean, one of the pieces of advice I always give to to folks, you know, Ann and I have a pretty substantial coaching business now. And I think people get really wrapped up in, yes, the day-to-day of their business, but then also the vision to the future. And Mm -hmm. I personally actually hate the question of where will you be in five years? Because anytime I would have answered that question, 
in my career, I, I never landed where I thought I was going to be at that point in time. And so to the point of intention, I always encourage people to go tackle the next thing. And so, you know, in my bio, you know, everybody heard it. It was like, I wasn't trying to boil the ocean. I wasn't trying to do it all at once. I would just kind of chip away. Okay. I don't know how to do fill in the blank quantitative research. I don't know how to do qualitative research. Like what's the next job, the next role, the next experience that I can take and build those skills versus trying to think so far out or getting too muddled in what's happening right now to the point where I lost that intention. And so I was pretty pragmatic about that. We coach our clients the same way. We look at businesses the same way. It's, you know, you can't do it all at once to your point. And if you try to do it, you lose your focus. And so that intentionality is really important. I think that's such a, I always hated that question. Where do you want to be oh, in five years? And I remember when I was hiring um, some sales managers many years ago, I had two people answer the same way in an interview, but with much different results. And it, and it made me wonder, like, is there something going around, you know, like, here's how you answer this question. Because yeah. the first person, the guy was pretty cocky. And when I said so, you know, and I didn't want to ask that question, but that was kind of expected of me with the, all the people in the room. And uh, so I said, so, you know, where do you, I didn't say it quite like that, but I'm like, so where do you see your career developing? Where do you see, you know, a role that would grow and change with us? What, what, what would you see yourself in, you know, in five years, I probably said, and he said, in your job. And I was like, okay. So it's interesting because the next woman that we interviewed next, I asked her the same question, same way. And she said, well, honestly, I would love to see myself in your job because if I make myself incredibly invaluable to you and I help you achieve your goals, you will have confidence in me to be able to promote me into positions that that continue to advance me and serve the company. She's the one I hired, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I'm like, you're hired right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets it. She got it. Obviously, she got yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, yes, it, exactly. I mean, we we're absolutely on the same page about that and actually... A uh, previous boss of mine had the same experience, and it was also a male candidate, unfortunately. But he said mm-hmm. the exact same thing: "I want your job." And she was like, "What kind of answer is that, right?" Yeah. But I think the thoughtfulness with which that woman answered, right? She can see the bigger picture, but she yeah. also understood with intention where she is today and what that needed to look like for you. And then, if she did a good job, what her expectation was. And I think she just handled that really masterfully with a lot of grace, unlike the other yes. response. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, it, you know, it, it really also makes me wonder when you work with a client, because I think that when people are still intimidated by marketing agencies, I'm going to use the little air quotes, um, marketing firms, because they don't really know what it can do for them, often daunted by prices or what it might cost them. But how do you help when, when somebody is like interested in working with you, how do you help them maybe peel back the layers of the onions to understand what's their greater intention and how to get their message and then have that be a part of the dialogue about then here's how this works and here's how what it costs and here's what you can, you know, this is what we should be expecting to have as an ROI. How do you begin that process with them? Well, I mean, our, our business model is what we call coach train do. So that helps uncover some of this, right? So what that's meant to do is we have clients and I mentioned coaching already, right? But we have folks that whether we're visible to their company or not, we're supporting them to build whatever a marketing team, a marketing function, um, a marketing plan, whatever that looks like, we're their support in that. Then we have the train piece and that's really where we do a combination, right? So we might be doing some of the work, 
but there might be a new marketing person that needs some assistance and some support and some training. And so we're able to do that to put them in a position to be successful in their roles and learn from us. Mm-hmm. And then we have the do piece and that's more your traditional marketing agency model, right? Where we're doing the heavy lifting on all the work for the business. But with that, first of all, I think that gives people a little bit of breathing room and confidence in us because there's not a lot of folks that are going to give away their quote unquote secret sauce, right? right? And and give that visibility and that accessibility to folks that work in their company, but also really fundamental to who we are. And this is just something that Ann and I just both believe we're not in it to do marketing for marketing's sake. And so the very first conversation, it, it revolves around things like what keeps you up at night? What's the most challenging thing you're focusing on? What does success look like for you specifically in your role? What is the business trying to achieve big picture? You know, those types of conversations, because a lot of times what does happen since marketing is this big black box for so many people, and it it contains so many things, quite frankly, is people will come to us and say, I need a website. And there's plenty of agencies that will say, okay, and they'll build your website. Right. But our very first question on the heels of stuff like that is, why is it that you think you need a website? And then that we kind of start to, you know, to your point about the layers, we start to peel back. And and there is a lot of, you know, confidence and trust to be built in that process. We're super respectful. We never want anyone to feel like we're putting them in an uncomfortable space. But forthright people is the name of our business. Right. And Mm -hmm. so we tell people right away, we are super direct, but respectful. But the idea is that we have the intention of we have seen too many businesses go sideways by just doing the marketing things instead of really finding partners that can help them promote their business, make their business more successful and get to whatever those goals are through marketing as a support function. And so it's super collaborative, lots of conversations and building those relationships, like I said, so that you start to understand where the other is coming from. And that contention that I mentioned before never grows or builds to anything because it's not where the relationship starts. Right. Absolutely. I love it. Well, we're going to take a quick break, April, and we're going to hear from our sponsor for the month. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Moira, and I help coaches and consultants get premium value clients using speaking. And I show them how to create a lifestyle of freedom and impact. And over the last seven years, I've been learning everything I could about speaking and what it takes to make offers that people take action on fast. And what I'd like to do is invite you to learn how you can use speaking to fill your business with clients and create an amazing lifestyle in the Dial In Your Destiny Challenge. Over these five days, I'm going to share with you the exact same strategies that I used and my clients used to make six and multiple six figures. There are two ways you can join this challenge as well, not just one. The first one is free and you'll be in the general admission and that'll be awesome. But the second is the VIP experience. And here's the thing. If you want to be a six or seven figure business owner, then you need to start acting like one now. And they always go VIP because they want more than the general public. They want to get more questions answered. And with the VIP experience, you're in a more intimate group where I'll be coaching you exclusively on your specific business situation. Plus, you're going to be invited to join a special Telegram group that I'll be in direct communication with you throughout the challenge so I can understand your specific situation with speaking and your business. And those of you who can't join VIP, listen, you'll still be invited to the Facebook group and that'll be awesome, but you just won't be in the room where I can do the questions and answers with you. But you'll still be in the room, right? 
for those of you who are looking to get more intimate, you'll really want to be in that VIP and I look forward to seeing you there. Listen, you're going to be able to walk away from this challenge with the exact strategies that you can start implementing in your business so you can use speaking to get qualified leads, connect with your audience in such a way that they want more. And more means filling your business, your programs with awesome clients. So click on the link below and I look forward to seeing you there. And we are back with April Martini and I love, I love the name and Anne and I talked about this about you know, forthright people, because it's really, it's just, it, it has confidence just in the name. Um, I also love the fact that you approach this really from this coaching perspective where you're trying to uncover and ask questions and get people to really think about and have true intention about what are we doing? What are we trying to accomplish? What are, why are we trying to accomplish? Because it really, it really does make sure that you find the right client also. Yes. You know, so, you know, when somebody wants, I, you know, when a company wants to work with me for consulting or training, I do a lot of questions. And then, you know, because I want to make sure that I'm not just saying, here's a quote of what I do, because it's so personalized, because their business needs are so personal. So I love the fact that you take people through that process. I'm assuming that also helps you find out pretty quickly whether or not a business is ready to, to go to the next level. Yeah. And, and also, quite frankly, I mean, it's a weeding out mechanism for Anne and me, too, sometimes, because one of the packs we made with each other after both of our careers was we didn't want to work with people we didn't like anymore. And it, and I, I mean, it, it's just not worth it at the end of the day. We're both like, oh, it sucks all of our energy. We've been at this too long. We see them coming a mile away. And, and maybe it's not even maybe likes the wrong word, but it's it's about the fit. Right. And the fact that we are, to your point trying to come from a place of service for them, uncover what the needs are, but they have to be open to that and also respectful and listening to our responses. And so that's pretty foundational to any relationship, right? But we really do. I mean, we are listening hard. We, you know, our ears will perk at different things because we're built differently. There's always the conversations after the conversations. But I think, yes, it helps us that, and then also it helps us help them with where they are on the journey. Because I think a lot of times, People don't know what they don't know about marketing. And so there's some hesitancy to tell you that. Um, yeah. So you have to kind of suss that out on your own. But there are times where we've said, look, we would love to help you, but you've got to go do X, Y, and Z first. Or you need to make a commitment as an organization. If you haven't even had this conversation with your boss, you're not there yet. Or if marketing is not respected in your organization, and that's kind of sometimes a pivot for us of where we kind of have to go and do some education to other team members, right? But yes, those conversations really help us just get that lay of the land, the fundamentals of who they are and where they're coming from, and then really quickly get to whether or not they're ready for the opportunity. And it's really true. I, uh, gosh, I guess about a year and a half ago or so, I had somebody on the podcast um, who I really uh, had connected well with, and, and she did a lot of Facebook uh, advertising mm -hmm. promotions with her clients. Yep. And so I had a, a call with her separately to talk about something that we were thinking about, you know, actually investing in Facebook ads. And after we got done, it was really great because she said, you know, I can do it for you, but you're not, you're not committed to this thing yet. Yep. And she goes, and if you are, here's the other steps that I would suggest you take first because it will make it easier. Otherwise, you're, you probably will still have a, you know, a positive response to this, but it might not be exactly what you want. And it was such a great conversation because I walked away from that and said, you know what? She's right. We weren't fully committed to it. 
it was something kind of new and exciting. And I wasn't sure that that's where I wanted to go, but I knew we could get some traction with it. And it really helped me to step back even from my business and say, okay, now what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And we decided to scrap that whole project. So it was really, it was an interesting thing and I'm glad I did, but I would have, if it was somebody else, you know, who would just say, oh yeah, we can do it. And here's how much it charge. I, you know, we could have still had a nice ROI, but it wouldn't have gotten taken my business where I wanted it to go. No, and, and that's the forthright nature of how we approach it too. And it's really hard to be brave in those situations, right? And this is one place where Ann and I come from different seats because on the agency side, the expectation is that you're always organically growing businesses, you're selling the next ticket item, it's bigger and better and bolder the next time through, right? And you can get stuck in that just churn, I think, of things where in every agency I was, when we got to that point where it was like, we got to grow, we got to grow, we got to grow. We lost something of ourselves through that process. Mm -hmm. And I just, when I stepped away, it was one of the biggest learnings I took away. And I said, I will never be that. I will never do that. I will never just take somebody's money because I saw mm -hmm. what happened on the other side of that. It never succeeded from there. Something changed. Mm -hmm. Relationship quickly started going south. And eventually the conversation became, I feel like you're raking us over the coals or I don't think this is worth it. You know, those types of things. And so I feel like if you grow it the right way, it really does come for you, but you have to be brave enough to walk away when it's not right or to tell clients that it's not right for them at this point in time. And I can't tell you, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, how many, pe how many people come back around when they are ready. Oh, yeah. It's a much different conversation and the success is exponentially more than even if it had been successful prior, like you said, it's exponentially more because we're on the same page. They're actually ready for what they're coming for and they know who they're dealing with in us. Yeah. And it, it's really it's I think that people really value that. You know, I mean, I'm I was I found that very positive interaction with with that woman. And, you know, so I keep her in the back of my mind, you know, because I think but if I needed her again, I probably would call her again, although now I have lots of other people to call. But it was it just left me with an incredibly positive situation. But what she really gave me as the greater gift um, was that sense of making me stop as a business owner and say, wait, okay, is this the direction I really want to go? Or am I getting um, sidetracked by shiny objects? Because I can do that very easily. I like shiny objects. <laughs> and and it was it was so powerful to, to know that as a business owner, that somebody else's input or your interactions with them can actually help develop your ability to be a better business manager and owner. And, you, you know, stopping to take those questions, not be offended by them too, mm -hmm. um, but to be open to why somebody with more expertise and experience in this field that you're going to them for, that they may have insights that will really help you even though it might be hard to swallow. Well, and I think it goes back to working in and on your business, right? To the comment at the very beginning, and we talk about that with our clients all the time. I'll never forget, I had this one client who just got it. I mean, we were a great partnership because he understood the benefit of having me as part of his you know, extended team. But so he would always give me the reference and he would, he would say, April, you know why we're great? Because I know this much, mm -hmm. and he would put his hands up you know, vertically, about this much. And so the horizon was really small, right? Because he knew his business better than I could ever know his business ever professed to want to know his business. He said, but the reason that you're good is because you know this much. And so the horizon's really broad, right? About this much. And so right. his point with that was that I came with a breadth 
of experience across industries and different companies and different types of projects. And I never professed to be an expert in their business. I mean, it was a med spa. There is no way that I have that <laughs> expertise, you know. Um, but he appreciated the partnership because he would talk about his challenges and we would ask these types of questions that you just referenced. Like, are you sure you're ready for this? I mean, it was a family owned business. They were going through a lot of transition at the same time. And I was like, I think you're doing too much at once. I think you need to piece this off and, you know, do this more slowly, that type of advice. But what I never did was step on his toes when it came to stuff to do with the business. If he told me we had to do something because of this new technology that came out, I had to trust in him because he did have the expertise in the specific space. And I think when it matches up like that and people can appreciate that and to your point, not get offended or, you know, hide from a lack of confidence, but really right. dive in with you and participate. That's where it works really well. I agree. Absolutely. And I, I, I love the, um, the, the fact that, you know, we're talking about marketing, but really you're talking about, and, and same thing with Ann, you're talking about really an organic approach to business. Yes. You know, that marketing is one piece and it's a very important piece, but it doesn't exist just on its own. It's not just an add-on to your business. If you're really going to invest in the growth of your business, you have to look at it from a holistic perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that that's something that Ann and I... It, a lot of times in meetings, we we have these same moments growing up through our careers. And we're like, isn't it funny we never made it to the same room because we might have identified a lot earlier. But <laughs> where we're like looking around and we're like, we're not solving for the right thing. Why is this the thing we're going to do? Right. And so I do think that that's a special skill that we're able to bring to the space where it's not just about back to executing things. Right. I think people think about marketing like the website, like I said before, or our packaging, or our social media, or our blog, or you know the things we're going to go and do that we can distract ourselves with and say that we're doing marketing. And what that doesn't do is tie into the business and the goals and all those things I talked about before in a meaningful way so that you can see the growth and the connections. And I, we believe that's part of what we're in the client relationship to do is to educate them and help them understand all those pieces, as well as bring them out of the weeds of their business that they can see the bigger horizon and start to answer some of these questions like what keeps me up at night or what are the bigger goals or what's the vision and those types of things. Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> and I think it's a just a great reminder. I, this After talking to her, I know Anne as well as you, it really has given me um, a lot of uh, food for thought because in the last few weeks, I've been doing a lot of working on my business mm -hmm. and taking a lot of time steps back because um, we are building out a whole bunch of new things that we are fully launching this fall. And it's been really, really um, joyous for me to take a little bit of that distance. And then once I have the big picture and I know how to wrap my head around it as we start to implement things, the feeling of success is yes. already there in a much different way. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love it. Well, April, we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody is like, I can't wait to find these two amazing women, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah. So our website is forthright-people.com. So you can reach out to us there or our emails. Mine is april at forthright-people.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn. And then we have a podcast of our own called Marketing Smarts. So you can check us out there as well. I love it. Now, before you go, uh, and we've already had a lot of wisdom for you, but do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? So this is the one that I often give and people chuckle and kind of look at me funny, but it's always take your vacation. And Ooh. the reason I say that is because I didn't do, I didn't do that. 
when I was early mm -hmm. on in my career, I didn't step away. I didn't unplug. And I, I just burnt myself out in a lot of different positions. But also, I think to the comments you just made about taking a step back and thinking about things, everyone needs time to recharge. Mm -hmm. And there is no reason, especially if you're in the world of marketing, we are not saving lives. Someone mm -hmm. else can pick it up. It can wait. You really, it needs, you need to be a whole person. And so taking that step back, like I said, I wish I had been better about it and I wasn't. So I always tell people, please use your PTO. Don't take the payout. Always take it. Take time for yourself. I love it. And I could not agree more. And I need to take some myself. <laughs> very so do soon. I. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. April, thank you so much for being with us today. I really enjoyed having you on. Same. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.